Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Country in prayer because I tell you the devil's trying to rip us right in half. He is he, he wants to just bring this strife and division all over the nation. We need to pray because God is a God of peace and God wants peace and God will establish peace if we pray. Yeah, I understand there's some things that need to change in our nation, but but uh, violence and illegal activity is not the answer. Two wrongs don't make a right. So we need to pray. But we can, you know, it's not touching us that much, not touching me, but let's pray and call on the name of the Lord and uh, and see God restore peace to our land once again. Hallelujah. Well, we are going to receive communion later, and uh, we're going to do a little different this morning uh, in order to try to keep it a little more sanitary, you might say. Uh, we, we're going to pass out these little uh, pre-made uh, communion cups with a wafer and uh, what we'll do is when, we, when it's time to take the bread we'll just peel the top thin layer off and there's a little wafer under there we'll partake of that and then we'll partake of, of the juice So, and then uh, in the back just as you exit there's a little trash can we can put our, you can put your trash in there as, as you leave so so and, oh, and Wednesday, we're going to have a regular Wednesday service. We're back on schedule. Hallelujah. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Friday prayer, we're back. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Enough of this can't go to church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we look to you this morning into your spirit to encourage us, to motivate us, to live for you, to gladly surrender to you, spirit, soul, and body, to be witnesses on the earth, to bear fruit for you and bring glory to your name. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this day. This is the day that you've made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It really is good to see everybody. Hallelujah. I am so blessed to be back in church. Let's open our Bibles this morning to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 4. For those of you who don't know, uh, last Tuesday, a precious saint of God, woman of God, who was a member of this congregation for many years, but for the last three years, she's been in a nursing home. Betty Spiker passed away last Tuesday, and we did her funeral uh, on Friday. And one of, the, uh, one of the things I want to really mention about her life was her faithfulness to God her faithfulness to her family, her faithfulness to God, her faithfulness to... She was just a, a, just a sweet woman of God, faithful, faithful prayer, 
And, uh, and as I was praying, getting ready for the funeral, I also felt to, to share a word on faithfulness today. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about faithfulness today because it's so important to God that we are faithful. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul writes, Let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. In this case, moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. Faithful. It is required of God that a man be found faithful. Of all the characteristics that we as children of God should possess, uh, the one one that's one of, one, of, one of the most, I won't say the most, but one of the most important is faithfulness. You know, notice what Paul writes. He doesn't say that, a, that it's important that a man be found humble or gentle or forgiving or compassionate, which we should. Those are all aspects. We should be that. But he said the most, in this case, the most important first steward is to be found faithful. Um, if that's important to God, and it's very important that we, we are that way. When it comes to uh, the works of God, the, the works that God has for us to do, when it comes to performing and completing the assignments that God has for us, faithfulness is paramount. Why is that so important to God? Because that's the way he is. In Deuteronomy, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, and verse 9, it says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to thousands of generations, to a thousandth generation, with those who love him and keep his commandments. God is a faithful God. You can rely on him. You can depend on him. You can trust him. He's not going to say one thing and do another. He's not going to promise one thing and not do it. He is a faithful God. And because he is, we're his children, then faithfulness is a characteristic that we should all be walking in, in Jesus' name. In 2 second, in second Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, the Apostle Paul says, It is a trustworthy statement, for if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. But if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. He is a faithful God. Even if we drift, even if our faithfulness doesn't measure up, God is still faithful. He always is, and he always will be. In Lamentations chapter 3, it says, For the steadfast love of the Lord I better go there. It's a song, and it's, bang, it's banging around in my head, and I can't think of the words right now. Lamentations, hallelujah. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Never ceases. That's the word. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Great is the faithfulness of God. His mercies never end. He's, he's a faithful, faithful God. You know, that's what we love. You know... You can live for him. You can trust him with your whole life because he is faithful. He'll never let you down. Hallelujah. 
God is faithful, and he requires faithfulness in us. And that's what we're going to, we're going to be a faithful people, somebody that God can depend on. We're going to be faithful. We're going to be loyal. We're going to be dependable. We're going to be a people that God can trust. Hallelujah. That's what God wants for us, and that's what we're going to be. And he can do a mighty work to those people who will be willing to endure for him and be faithful to his call. Hallelujah. Turns me to Luke. Luke's Gospel. Chapter 16. This is, to me, one of the, one, I'll say one of my favorite scriptures, but it's kind of, it's uh, one of these scriptures that kind of keeps me grounded, uh, keeps me on, on track. In Luke chapter 16 and verse 10, it says, He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous mammon or unrighteous wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? And if you have not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? To me, there's three tests in there, three areas where God is testing us. God is watching us to see how faithful we'll be so that he can really give us more, so that he can promote us. First of all, it says, he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. I think sometimes it's difficult to get motivated to complete a, uh, a seemingly insignificant assignment. And the reason is because it seems so insignificant. You know, our head says, uh, what does it matter? It's not important. Uh, why bother? You know, things like that. You know, when, when God asks us to do something that's, that seems uh, unimportant, a lot of times it's easy just to kind of pass it off. It's difficult to see that what you're doing matters when in very small things. But the Bible says that he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. So if God, whatever little thing that God asks us to do, if he finds us faithful, he can promote us and ask us to do more. And, you know, there's something I've learned over the years. God uh, never asks us to do something that's unimportant. He doesn't just give you busy work to keep you busy. That's what I'm saying. God always does something with purpose. And whatever it is, God, so you might just be planting a seed. You might just be watering a seed. You might just be touching someone's life just a little bit, but God knows what he's doing, and God is using us. And the key is, will I be faithful in anything that God asks me to do, big or small? So it, the little things that God asks us to do, he's watching. He's seeing if we'll be faithful even in the things that seem unimportant, that seem insignificant. I think a lot of Christians miss it because, uh, because we don't complete assignments. We don't do things that, that seem like it doesn't matter, that seem trivial or insignificant or unimportant, but it's important to God, and we need to be found faithful in every aspect. And then it says this in verse 11. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous mammon, who will entrust the true riches to you? You know, this is kind of surprising, you might think. But one of the areas of faithfulness that God is testing us in is in the area of our finances. God is watching to see if we will be faithful with handling the finances that he's entrusted to us. 
giving to God, what belongs to God, and being responsible with the rest. You know, how many times uh, have you heard about somebody who won, a, uh, like the lottery, or got a big chunk of money, and within a few years, they're broke again? You know, or someone gets a tax return. Instead of doing something, you know, you just go out and you just blow it. You know, God can't bless us if we won't give to him what belongs to him. And God can't bless us if we're irresponsible with that which he's given us. doesn't mean you can't go get an ice cream cone once in a while. But, I mean, some people are just, they just, they just go through money like it's, like it's water. You know, I mean, there's just no discipline. So God, really, God is watching and this has always been a like a, a kind of a rudder in my life. It's like how I handle the finances that God has given us or God brings into this church. It's it it's critical because it says this. It says God can't trust us uh, with the true riches if He can't trust us with natural riches. The true riches being what spiritual things, the anointing of God, the power of God, the gifts. So God says I can't trust you with spiritual gifts. With spiritual things, if I, because you're failing the test in the natural with the finances that I've committed to you. So uh, to me, it, how, excuse me, how we do with the finances that God gives us determines whether or not God can use us spiritually. It's a real key. And we don't see that so often. We don't think of, of the finances uh, determining our spiritual uh, empowering, but it can. Hallelujah. And then it says this, the third one. And if you have not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? So God is watching us to see how we handle things that aren't ours. You know, I don't know if this is a good example or not, but I remember riding in a car one time with a, with a pastor friend, actually, and he was driving like a madman. I mean, just accelerating. You know, whenever he accelerated, he just pushed the pedal right to the floor. And I thought, man, I said to him, I said, man, you drive this car hard. He said, ah, it's a lease. In other words, I'm going to turn it in in three years so I can just handle it. And I thought, no, brother, you need to teach it, treat it like it's your own. You know, how, how we handle things that belong to others. God is watching us, you know, at work. How I handle the work assignment that God gives. You know, wherever we are, God's watching us to see if we'll be faithful. And if we'll be faithful in the little things, if we'll be faithful with our finances, if we'll be faithful in the use of another's, God can promote us. But these are all areas of a, we don't think about it as a test, but God is always watching us to see how we behave. And it's critical. So we don't realize, I think, sometimes as we, as we live our lives day to day, that God is watching to see how faithful we are in every aspect of our life. And it, and it makes a difference as to how God can use us on this earth. You know, I was thinking of Joseph. Joseph was faithful in Potiphar's house. He was faithful in the jail, in, those, in areas where it'd be difficult. You know, it's like, my brother sold me into slavery. Forget it. I'm not going to serve this guy. But he was faithful through his whole life, and God could promote him and make him the second rank, second highest person in Egypt. And I was thinking also of Daniel. Daniel faithfully served pagan kings for decades, for, for years and years and years. And God promoted him because he was faithful. Hallelujah. So it's not always uh, fun to be faithful, but God is watching us to see if we will be faithful and he can use us in a greater way. 
In Matthew, you don't have to go there. In Matthew chapter 25, is the story of what we know, the, the parable of the, of the talents. And it's a story about a man who's about to go on a journey, the Bible says, and he entrusts his possessions to his servants. Uh, to one he gives five talents, to another he gives two, and to another he gives one. And while he's away, the one who had five talents made five more. The one who had two talents made two more. But the one who had one talent did nothing with what he was given. Upon his return, the master called his servants and settled accounts with them. And to the one who had five and made five, he said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And to the one who had two and made two, he said the same thing. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But to the one who had one and did nothing with it, he called a wicked, lazy slave. So my question is, what would the master have said if that slave who had one had made one more? You know what I believe? I believe he'd have said the same thing. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He didn't expect him to make five because he didn't have five. He didn't expect him to make two because he didn't have two. But he probably expected him to make one because he had one. If he'd have been faithful with that one, he'd have received reward. The key is, will we be faithful with what we've, what we've been given, whether it's little or whether it's much. In 2 Samuel, don't have to go there, I'll just tell you this. One, again, one of my favorite scriptures, at the end of 2 Samuel, it talks about David's mighty men. I love this scripture. David had these mighty men that followed him. And 2 Samuel says there was, there was three top men, and underneath them there was another group of 30. But above the 30 was three that had been promoted to the top three in the land. And the first one was named Adino the Esnite. And the Bible says he slew 800 at one time. I thought, man, that guy's this is a bad dude, you know. 800 at one time he slew. And I thought, if, if I was in that fight, I'd have got to the end of the line. Because I'd have figured he's got to be exhausted by the time he gets to me. You know, but he, he slew 800 people, 800 enemy at one time. So you can see where he needs to be promoted. The second was a guy named Eleazar the Ahohite. And the Bible says he fought until his hand was weary and clung to the sword. It's like he just kept fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And finally, when it was over, and he said, okay, you can let go. Hand says, I don't know how. You know, it's, I'm just... I'm." cramped up, but he just kept going. And the third one is my favorite, Shammah the Hararite. The Bible says he took his stand in a plot of lentils and defended it and struck the Philistine, and the Lord brought about a great victory. And so when I look at these three, and I said, what, what, makes one of them, what made each one of them great in the eyes of David? What got them their promotion was faithfulness in their assignment. And I look at the first one. Adino the Esnite, he was faithful in spite, I would say, my, the way I look at it, in spite of a seemingly impossible assignment. 800 guys. And then I thought, how many Christians or how many people are facing situations that they seem are impossible? There's no way. Even God couldn't take care of it. You know, sometimes the enemy comes in the midst of whatever we're going through, and he, he just wants us to believe it's an impossible situation. It can't change. It won't change. It'll never change. But you know what? You just keep fighting. 
You just, you know, you take one and then you look at the other one. Don't look at the end of the line. Look at the next one in front of you. Take it one day at a time, no matter how impossible it is, no matter how uh, impossible it seems, that God could do nothing. Just keep on going. Just keep on going. Keep on going. And you'll come to the end of that thing one of these days in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, God is God and he'll see you through it if you just keep on going. The next one was... uh, was Eleazar. It's, the Bible says he fought till his hand clung to his sword. And I thought faithfulness in spite of indef- indescribable fatigue. Are you going through something and you feel like, that's it, I can't do it anymore. I'm tired of it. I can't, can't keep going. But keep going. Come on. You just take the next step. You know, sometimes when, if you're on a long walk, it's like, I'll be honest, sometimes when I'm standing, uh, during praise and worship, my legs get tired uh, because of this thing that I'm going, that I'm fighting. My legs get tired. I feel like I want to sit down, but I, th- I thought, you know what? I can go another, I'll just go another few, another few seconds. And you know what? I'll go just another few seconds. You know, I'll go just another few seconds. And next thing you know, praise and worship is over, and I'm up here preaching like, like a house of fire. Hallelujah. <laughs> but sometimes... No matter how tired you get, don't throw in the towel. Keep going. This guy just kept going, just kept fighting, kept fighting. No matter how tired, no matter how long it seems, no matter, this has been going on forever. Keep going in Jesus' name. And the last one, I love this guy. His name is Shammah. And the Bible says he struck the Philistines. He defended a plot of lentils, a bean patch. You know, faithfulness, 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 in spite of what? In spite of a seemingly insignificant assignment. A bean patch. What does it matter whether that bean patch the enemy gets or not? He said, you know what? No way. I don't care. I don't, it's just my little bean patch, but the enemy of Philistines aren't getting it in Jesus' name. You know, I'm just going to fight for this thing. So, and that got him promoted to one of the top three men in the nation of Israel because he, 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 he was faithful in spite of that seemingly insignificant assignment. I was almost going to subtitle this message, A Seemingly Insignificant Assignment. But little things matter to God. Is God going to find me faithful? Can others depend on me? Can God depend on me to say to do what I said I would do, to be where I said I would be. It's important that we're all that way. You know, years ago when we were in the fire barn, we had a little book table set up. We took a couple of eight-foot tables and we put them We had about 20 or 30 books. So this little kind of a book table we wanted to have in church. And one, one person in church said, oh, I'd like to help out with the book table. And we said, oh, great, so you can kind of take over and, you know, we'd keep it covered and you can uncover it and arrange the books, whatever. But it turned out that person never came. They came to church maybe once every three weeks. They wouldn't show up. They didn't call, said they weren't coming. It was, you always had to fill in for them. I thought, forget it, you know. There's a scripture in Second Timothy. I meant to read this earlier. There's a scripture in Second Timothy. Hallelujah. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, listen. The things, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And then he says this, The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, these entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So those who are, those who are coming after Timothy, 
Timothy wanted to find some people who were going to preach the word. And the Apostle Paul says, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You notice he doesn't say select able men, but he's faithful. Faithfulness is the key. And you know, in years ago, my wife and I were, we'd go to Canada about every six weeks for a pastor's meeting with Peter Youngren and several other pastors. And it, was, and it was really worth it. They had wonderful meetings. There was an anointing there. We really got fed. And I remember they had a kind of a question and answer session. And some pastor from somewhere else in Canada raised their hand. And um, I think his wife was the one that spoke. And she said, you know, uh, we're trying to find some people to help out in the church. I said, but we're just having trouble. Uh, you pick somebody, and, and, and they don't show up. They don't do it. And then you have to do it yourself. I mean, there was just kind of this frustration with people. And it said, you know, any, anybody got any suggestions? And I had heard, and I'm not patting myself because I got this from somebody else. I know where I got it, but I got it. But I heard someone talk about this scripture in Second Timothy. So I remember raising my hand and saying, well, you know, I heard someone say that the key is to pick faithful men. Don't look for people with ability. Look for people that are faithful. And the faithful men, God will make them able. And they'll, but they're dependable. You can trust them. You, you know, they'll be there. And so we just kind of left it at that. And about six months later, we were at another meeting. And we have a question and answer period. And this pastor's wife raised her hand and she said, you know, I just want to say that several months ago we had a question about people serving and having trouble. And somebody said, somebody said to pick faithful men. And we've done that and it made all the difference. Because they're now, they, now they're doing what they said they do. They're on time. They show up. They help. They do. So it's a real key. It's a blessing to God. It's a blessing to everybody around you if you're faithful. Hallelujah. So faithfulness, faithfulness. Will God find me faithful? Can he trust me? Can he depend on me? Can others trust me? Can others depend on me? Am I reliable? It's a key with God. Hallelujah. Faithful to your family? Faithful to your employer? Faithful to your church? Faithful to pray? Faithful to read the Bible? Faithful, faithful, faithful. It matters to God. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a key issue with God. And he will bless those who he finds faithful in Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah amen father we just allow your spirit to search our hearts to judge us in the area of our faithfulness to you our faithfulness to others help us Lord to be people that are trustworthy dependable loyal Faithful, useful to you, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, Visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.